Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this wild ride, William Key. This is episode 99. We are we are almost there. We are very close to the end. Well, not the end. Maybe a new beginning. Who knows how we how we uh, phrase it? But with me on this adventure, we brought back Alex, aka Sidejester99. He's back to uh, to ring us into this, uh, I guess, penultimate episode of the podcast alex how's it going oh it's going great man i'm glad to be back let's go i know you've been been asking for a while you were like dude i really loved that first time you were on and um you wanted to come back you were hungry for more discussion but i was i was just as hungry too and we had a a talk actually at our work christmas party a while back and we were like Mm -hmm. we're gonna make it happen it's gonna happen so uh how how are things been going since the last time we spoke uh, it's been going good. It's really been going good. Uh, you know, like it's getting close to the end of the year and, you know, Christmas and stuff like that and, and work. So I'm trying to keep up with uh, the streaming. I think the streaming has been going okay. I'm slowly building a, a basis of off the uh, the horror games that I play. And I actually just finished Callisto Protocol and like it was it was pretty good. So it's a nice little notch on my horror belt. But yeah, other than that, like it's, it's, it's been going pretty good. Kind of just uh, knocking away at it, trying to see if I can find more ideas to elevate the stream, as it were. So uh, yeah, been going pretty good, man. That's awesome. And I, I mean, I wasn't sure you probably already plugged this already on your social media, but you're doing a charity stream, aren't you? Yes, I am. It's my second, I guess you could say second annual charity stream. I did this last year where I raised money uh, to purchase gifts for kids uh, um, who are spending Christmas in the hospital. Um, It really did really well last year. I think we raised about eight hundred dollars and i can go yeah i could go on their uh their website and basically what happens is the kids that are spending christmas in the hospital uh, unfortunately they will put out a list of things that they would want from like the hospital store Mm -hmm. and you can purchase them everything on the list and it gets delivered to them like to their to the hospital rooms and and whatnot so like we did really well last year so i'm hoping that either we can match the same amount that we got or you know hopefully 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 uh we can go a little bit more than that um i ended up uh i so i have like um incentives like milestone incentives so where i reach a specific amount i'll do something uh last year we ended up getting into two things where i had to wax my armpits with uh uh <laughs> the wax and uh, my fiance tried uh to to get the not the wax strips but like the uh the wax that you um that you just like slather on kind of thing okay, and she okay. ended up putting it in the microwave and it was scolding hot and put it right on my skin and literally burned my armpit as we as we did it it was so funny and it was comedic gold so i thought i would roll with that so this year uh the incentives are are lower in the milestones so if i get 200 it's i'm waxing my legs i get you know 400 it's waxing my leg my other leg my arms my chest is one of them a big one and then at the very end because i'm very fond of my beard if we reach like one of the big goals i'm gonna i'm gonna end up shaving my beard off 
which is, <laughs> is, 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 is a big thing. It doesn't sound like a big thing, but for me, it's a really big thing. <laughs> got to be scary. That's got to be a scary like uh, stretch goal because you got to think it's like if you love your beard so much, but at the same time, you want to reach that goal just so that, you know, you can help the kids, right? A hundred percent. It is a scary but rewarding feeling when I when I do get to that. And last year, one of them was I was going to end up dyeing my hair. And I'm actually very thankful I didn't get to it because I had a wedding to go to that very, you know, the, the next <laughs> month. So that would have been kind of weird, but also awesome to explain. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm hopefully that uh, it pans out. And yeah, it's this Saturday on uh, uh, on my Twitch channel, uh, SideJester99. Um, at 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. 12 hours of raising money charity stream. And uh, I think I have all my games lined up too. So hopefully, awesome. you know, goes well. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put all the links in the description for anybody who's interested, anybody who wants to donate for the, for the children at the hospitals, you know, that's, that's such a, that's such a great incentive too, especially just before Christmas. Like even myself, like I, I haven't done a charity stream before, but I've gone through and, and you know, when you, you feel like you have a lot of stuff, you feel a little more fortunate, but you want to give back. Like I have so many toys here that like, I definitely want to like, I want to give some of that stuff to, to the kids. You know what I mean? I want to give back. And it's like, it not only helps me because it clears space in my house, but it also gives kids to, to gives to kids, gives toys to children who are less fortunate, who may not be able to unwrap a gift at Christmas morning. You know what I mean? So no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. The simplest thing can help, you know? And, and, and I think in this case too, like showing up to the stream and, and donating what you can, or even just showing up to say hi is, is super important. You know, any, 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 and everything, even like, like, even if, like you said, even if they just show up just to kind of, you know, enjoy the stream, that's still great. And I love that. And any, any, and every little bit helps. I even have like, uh, on my incentives so like if you donate like a dollar i'll do one push-up for one dollar three dollars it's i eat a bean boozled uh i think it's ten dollars i throw whipped cream at my face and twenty dollars i eat a really really hot cookie that i've actually bought at least three different hot sauces i'm gonna put in one of those cookies that you you know you bake up and you you cook so i'm gonna make sure that's all nice and nice and hot so people you know it's it's also other incentives just to see me torture myself (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) well definitely i'm definitely gonna tune in this weekend too because that's that sounds like it's gonna be a fun time Oh, that'd be amazing, man. Thank you. <laughs> so I do want to ask you, because you were talking about Callisto Protocol. So did you, um, you, mm-hmm. you said you've beaten it. Did you run into any of those like glitches or bugs that they were talking about from the launch? No, uh, surprisingly, because I knew and um, like I knew and, 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 and reading some of the news that came out for the Callisto Protocol, that the PC suffered probably the worst out of any of the consoles it was released for uh, uh, the most. And I was shocked because when I played it, everybody was talking about how like the frames would cut out really badly if you turned a corner um, and, and, and whatnot. But I know I didn't run into any game breaking glitches. It didn't, uh, it didn't, you know, kick me out of the game or anything like that. Maybe some like rendering uh, issues, but nothing like nothing really game breaking. You know what I mean? Like I still, was able to play it and enjoy it and stream it too. So like, yeah, I didn't notice anything. I don't think any of my viewers noticed anything either. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just curious. Cause I mean, everybody seems to have different experiences with the playing. Some people are okay with performance issues. You know, they it's kind of par for the course with a lot of day one games these days. So 
if if you were cool with it and if it if it ran well for you, that's all that mattered. I mean, are you excited to try at least Dead Space too when it comes out um, next oh, year? Oh man, I am telling you right now, I've never been more excited for a game than than Dead Space remake. I mean, everything about it. I, I've kind of tried to stay away from trailers because I really want to be. Um, surprised when i when i get it because i i recently a couple of months ago i finished the original dead space so i would have it fresh in my mind of where everything is and how um the changes are going to be when the remake comes out and so far i've seen like little snippets so i've seen like the 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 remodeling of isaac clark i've seen the the remodeling of his wife uh the level design the atmosphere i mean i'm i'm telling you right now i am so excited and even after finishing callisto i'm even more excited to jump back into that kind of horror-esque atmosphere and oh man i i can't wait it needs to come out right now It'll be here sooner than you think. I feel like it's. Uh, I, it got delayed, did it not? I believe so. I believe it did get delayed. Um, which you know, it, it's never really a bad thing to delay games. You know, as long as they really work and, and polish it, because nobody like. And I, I think I brought this up the last time I was on. Nobody wants a, a cyberpunk um, mm. uh, a disaster that that unfortunately that game went through. So. If it's delayed, it's delayed. It'll come out eventually, and I I can't wait to play it. I can't not wait. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And there's it's not, it's not like there's no shortage of of games out there for us to play in the meantime, right? Oh, hundred percent. Have you been watching anything like shows, movies, anything else? So like that? F- funny enough, and as I was watching it, I, I knew because <clears throat> you asked me last time and uh, uh, that I was on the podcast. I was I've actually just started the new Sonic Prime that came out today on Netflix. Oh and it is really good it is really good top-notch animation the humor hits and the sound effects and everything like it's it's really good like it's a really good top tier sonic show and i think i'm on like episode six now and the the concept is great Uh, i love it i love it so far Oh, that's good to hear. Because I mean, I saw the trailer. I got excited because I'm like, okay, this animation looks really good. It it looks like it's going to be good. But then there's always that worry in the back of your head when it's like comes to Sonic media. Mm-hmm. And I think it it's also the same with like when Frontiers dropped and also when the movies dropped. It's like, could this be like really bad? Like, could this just be another nail in the coffin for Sonic? You know what I mean? But I feel like Sonic's, Sonic's experiencing sort of a resurgence, you know, and the movies sort of kicked that off. And Frontiers... <laughs> kind of like it wasn't perfect but it's also it's rating at like a six or a seven which is like above average Mm -hmm. and it's still pretty good for a sonic release you know what i mean like especially one that was you know being promoted as an open world sonic game or open zone sonic game Mm -hmm. like that was ripe for a potential like game breaking bugs you know what i mean like yeah so I'm, i'm glad to see that there's this like resurgence of sonic and i feel like it's only going to continue, you know, uh, especially since we're supposed to be getting a third film. Um, oh God, I can't wait for that. <laughs> the only, the only thing I worry about with prime is because it's on Netflix right now and things have not been going so well with Netflix canceling shows and stuff like that. So I'm hoping yeah, I know. to give it a chance and, you know, but that's up to the audience too, but that can only go so far, but you know, time will tell. Right. Yeah. No, like to, to be honest with all the, the whole Sonic thing, I, I, this is my personal opinion and, and, and whatnot. And I'm going to be honest. I really think 
that they should focus on on the film and TV aspect of Sonic because like the movies hit really well. Sonic uh, to uh, the movie was just absolutely amazing. Definitely, definitely did, in my opinion, did a lot better than the first one. And the show now is is great. I think if they stepped away from the video games for a little bit and focused their efforts on the other aspect, like the film and TV show media, I think that I think they'll be great. Because w- watching Prime makes made me not just not really want to go and play the game, but it made me want to go and watch like Sonic Two or yeah, Sonic Two movie and the first Sonic movie. Like, and and that's crazy because normally when you watch a film or show based on a video game, it makes you want to go and play the video game. But it, was, it made me want to go watch the movies, yeah. <laughs> which is so weird. But it, it's it's cool how that works. It is it is interesting, right? I mean, I I want to go back and watch the movie. I want to rewatch Sonic One because part of me doesn't really remember a lot from the movie, but I do remember enjoying what I saw from it. Well, that's awesome. Was there anything else that you were watching? Uh, let's see here. What was I watching? I finished the warrior nun, uh, not too long ago. Season two. Great, great, great. And because you mentioned cancellations, Netflix just (laughs) canceled it. And I'm, (laughs) I'm very, very upset (laughs) because it it was that obscure show. And I'm pretty sure it was based on a graphic novel, but it was that obscure show that the concept is so weird. And when I first saw like the trailer for the warrior nun season one, I was like, how, how is this going to work? And then I watched it. I'm like, this is cool. This is what I like. It's taking a, it's taking a cool spin on the whole, you know, like on the whole religious aspect of that. And I know other, uh, 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 other directors and writers and stuff like that have have also done stuff like that where they take like Christianity religion and they kind of alter it and twist it in a way. But I think Warrior Nut made it work in such a cool and interesting uh, uh, aspect towards it. And it's just such a bummer. It's such a bummer that Netflix decided to cancel it because I really feel like it had a good following and they could have done so much with season three. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I mean, at least I finished it. So that's, that, that's something. <laughs> there you go. And, and you know what, like if they decide to keep it on the platform for a while, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of course of like, there's been cancellations, like surprise cancellations recently, like X, uh, HBO canceling Westworld. And then yeah. they've also decided they're just going to remove any show that is like canceled off of yes. their platform, which is so bizarre to me, but like, same with okay. me. I, I find that such so weird that they would. Yeah. Do that. But like, there's the possibility, especially with, with Netflix, you know, you've got also like thinking back to like, say the Marvel Netflix shows, like they existed for a while after they were canceled mm-hmm. on Netflix until they got moved to Disney plus. But like, there's a way to, to watch a show like that, especially if it's like, if it's a short run of two seasons, like it's a lot easier to hop into something like that yeah. as opposed to watching something that's running for six, seven, eight seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know what Netflix's plan is with canceling shows that are just like, out of the blue cancellations, but um, <laughs> only time will tell what their plan is. Yep, hundred percent. Well, I mean, uh, on my side, you know, I, <laughs> I, I have not been gaming a lot in the past like couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. I just haven't brought myself to play a game. the 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 most realistic game I could see myself going back to at this point is Breath of the Wild. Only to finish beating Ganon. Nice. I, that would be like the one area okay, okay. that I feel like I would have to go back and do it, at least before the end of the year. Um, but then there's this pull to want to continue to rent games from the library for PlayStation 4 and just 
try to get <laughs> it's almost like i don't want my adventure <laughs> in breath of the wild to end so i'm just denying the fact that like i have to ever uh, you know um yeah yeah, yeah you're like at that one spot where it's like you don't want to continue right yeah, yeah I get it's like that. i'm, I'm right outside <laughs> i'm right outside the entrance of where i just have to fight ganon and beat him and that be done and i can close the book on it mm. but i don't know i think i think the farther i get away from the game too the less i remember of the controls so when i get it's going to be so rough and rocky when i get back to try to play it um but i will mm-hmm. i will bring myself to, I, i've been saying it for for weeks now i'm going to do it so i have to find a way i gotta muster the courage uh i've been watching a lot more <laughs> i've been watching a lot more stuff recently um this week not as much on like the streaming services i think it's been a kind of a low period right now uh at least for some of the shows i've been interested in watching i'm still kind of working my way through that jeffrey dahmer show on netflix mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think i'm just i there's parts of it that i'm like this is interesting but i also i'm kind of like why am I still watching this? Like, I kind of want to just like shut it off and just be done with it. Um, but something is pulling me through to the end. And it's probably just the fact that I know it's a limited series and that <laughs> I should just finish it and be done with it. But I don't know. I'm not enjoying it. As it's kind of, as it's, I... Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you're watching it and you, you cause I, I have been there with some shows too, where it's like, you're watching it and you're kind of just wanting to finish it just, just to be done with it. Or it's, it's like, hate, you know, hate watching, hate watching. Yeah. Hate watching. That's it. It's, it's a hate watch. Oh, I hate that. Oh God. Especially when like, you know, like the next, like if it's a continuous season thing and you see like ads for like season two, but you got to watch season one and it's like, Oh, okay. I got to hate watch this throughout the whole season. And once I get to season two, it's like, okay, now I'm really going to like it. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny enough too. like my wife and I have, our schedules have sort of matched up uh, this week. So we've been both working from home a lot. So we've decided to just throw the TV on in the background and catch up on some per- like cable programming, which means a lot of like 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> we have oh. a backlog of, <laughs> of 90 Day Fiance that we're trying to get caught up on. Uh, yes. the, the problem is we'd be done it by now, but my wife has a tendency to fall asleep on the couch. And so mm. that's where I just tend to flip to like the second HDMI port and just put on my PlayStation and watch a show or play a game or whatever I'm in the mood for. So it's it's a long process, but I'm about a third of the way through uh, this last season of 90 day fiance. Uh, okay. And we're just trucking along. I know that if we watch it during the week while she's working, there's no chance she's going to fall asleep because she's got to work. So it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we'll have it done before the Christmas break, but if otherwise I'll find some more entertaining programming to, to talk about <laughs> when I come back from Christmas holiday. Uh, that's the other thing too I, I, if i didn't mention it already on this show for for the audience i decided that i am going to hold off on episode 100 and i will come back in the new year to record it whether it be the first week of january second week i will let everybody know on like twitter discord whatnot the other thing i did want to make mention too because we're kind of on that topic of life updates before we go into our actual stories uh, if anybody hasn't read yet, I did post my uh, my top three games, movies, television, blog for 2022. Uh, it's up on my my personal blog, so that's wkey.wordpress.com. And it's not all stuff from 2022. There are a couple of things on there from 2022, but you know, I'm finding because I'm behind the ball a lot of the time. A lot of the games, I think, actually, all of the games on my list are not from 2022. Surprisingly, they're all at least three or four years old. So. 
Um, wow. Just bear bear that in mind if you're going through to read the list. I mean, it could be somebody's first time, you know, looking at it and being like, oh, I've never tried that game or I've never watched that show. And, you know, he says it's interesting. I'll, I'll give it a chance. So it's probably my longest blog I've written, too, because now WordPress is telling me how long it takes to read articles. It'll give me a little timer next to it. It'll say this, you know, this is a possibly going to take you 16 minutes to read, which this <laughs> I'm like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, wow, really? That's like double the length of my my 2021 blog, but that's cool. Oh, you know, that's cool. If you have a free 16 minutes of your time to, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, read with your morning coffee, then go ahead, check it out. Otherwise, I think I think we're ready to get into our stories. You know, let's I, go. Um, so we were supposed to have Alex on last week, uh, but he decided to uh, he was going to live stream the game awards from his uh, Twitch account, which only makes sense because we do record mm-hmm. this on a on Thursday, right? So we figured, well, let's talk about game awards today. But before that, we did have a breaking story from this week that we want that I feel like we need to discuss. And because both Alex and I are are connoisseurs of the, uh, you know, comic book film universe, we, you know, we had to sort of spout our opinions about this. Big news was that um, it was confirmed that Henry Cavill is no longer going to be playing Superman. Going, it it was sort of a big letdown and. Oh man, it the timing just is so terrible because I I remember two months ago, you know, having a podcast talking about the fact that he left The Witcher, and then we saw his cameo in Black Adam. So we were like, okay, oh, he he's got to be back, right? But yeah. what it ended up happening was that he had ended up sitting down to have a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, who are the now the new co CEOs of DC. Which that's a plus in itself, you know. It's mm-hmm. you know they found CEOs for DC. But we didn't really know what the plan was, right? Um, before they had even hired CEOs, they were canceling films like Batgirl. Um, they were canceling uh, stuff on on HBO, and there was a lot of uncertainty. People who were scared for certain smaller budget films. As it stands right now, you know, it, it seems as though James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be moving forward with a rebooted younger Superman. We did uh, actually catch a statement from Henry Cavill on Twitter where he basically. He had confirmed that he had sat down to have a meeting with the two, did you know echo its sad news, and then basically, I quote, he will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October prior to their hire, the news isn't the easiest, but that's life. Changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them all involved with new... the uni- I wish all of them involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those who have been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but then we must remember that Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists, and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride for you all, onward and upward. So, you know, that was a nice statement of him to make, obviously. You know, there were questions, obviously, that came with that as, well, is he going to go back and try to get his role back as Geralt on The Witcher? Which Or he better. That seems highly <laughs> unlikely, but I did see a meme that was circulating on Facebook today. Actually, was that looked like, well, maybe now he can go try out for James Bond. Mm. <laughs> his name was in the running for a while as James Bond uh, after yeah. Daniel Craig. So, I think his his possibilities are open. He's a he's a big name actor, and he will he will land on his feet. I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. I was just, it's just unfortunate with the poor timing of you know leaving The Witcher to you know, <laughs> he announced his return. But then plans changed. What a cluster. <laughs> the big questions we have now is, you know, the future of the DC universe, right? It's clear that we're going to have a new Superman. 
but it's still unclear what James Gunn plan his plan is. He could just as easily decide he's going to axe the rest of the films that are set to be released. You know, we've got, I think the one that's next, we've got like, uh, there's Aquaman 2's coming. We've got The Flash. We've got Shazam, Shazam 2 and then Blue Beetle. I think those yep. are the only four films that are far enough into production and probably well into post-production now that like will just have to be released. And it's it's very strange because like these actors now must know their fate is basically sealed at this point. Like there's no chance that they're going to just reboot the, they're going to use the same actors in these roles moving forward, especially Ezra Miller as the flash. Like, yeah. I think it's, I think that's pretty well. Like I, I'm surprised they still haven't canceled that film, but same here. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got some like interesting projects that are lined up, right? Like, like blue beetle was one that I think was feared to be canceled once Batgirl got canceled and that still seems to be moving forward. So I, I think that we're going to find out pretty soon, or at least in the new year, earlier in the new year, what their plan is, whether it be in some sort of, you know, slate announcement, much like Kevin Feige does with Marvel or, you know, maybe through a, a Twitter thread, like he seems to do. Right. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so unclear and it's very shocking news. So I have a lot of thoughts. First, when uh, DC was doing their axing, and I mean they were axing and 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 just absolutely getting rid of all these things. I mean, I think I, I think I've seen. I, I I think they they axed more things here than they did in Game of Thrones with other characters. Like it it it, it, is, it is crazy what they were doing, and the future of DC was so up in the DCEU was so up in the air, where nobody knew what was going to happen. Everybody was worried about everything, and then there was a silver lining. You know, there was uh uh black adam coming in and there was the 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 return of henry cavill everybody's like henry cavill is back as as superman this is fantastic this is great i remember taking my dad to go see black adam and at the end seeing henry cavill uh swoop in there and i I looked at him biggest smile on his face giddy as all hell and we were all just excited and then then the announcement of james gunn coming into the dc dceu after his success with you know uh suicide squad squad and peacemaker and being like oh my god this is this this is amazing maybe dc is 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 looking up and then all of a sudden you get this and james gunn did tweet we're not going to make this is quoting him we're not going to make everybody happy with the decisions that we make and it's true he's not and it's very unfortunate that henry cavill is one of those casualties because like you said he left uh, the Witcher, which, you know, as people may know or may not know, Henry Cavill is a huge nerd. And when it comes to The Witcher, he knows everything about The Witcher. Like he is a walking encyclopedia. And for him to leave there and then having them reca- and then having them potentially recast with, with Liam Hemsworth. I mean, no, I'm sorry. No hate, no shame to Liam Hemsworth at all. But he is no Geralt of Rivia. No way he is. So it, it, it's just crazy. And and then there's these other rumors that um, when uh, that that Jason Momoa might be cast as Lobo, which I think is a perfect cast, much better than him as Aquaman. He would make a fantastic Lobo. And then there's you know the cancellation of Wonder Woman three. Then there's like you know and and you brought up Blue Beetle and everybody was worried that Blue Beetle was going to be axed. Everybody was worried about it because, like you said, of what happened with Batgirl. 
And then all of a sudden, James Gunn tweeted a photo of Blue Beetle, a newly kind of designed, uh, very colorful Blue Beetle. Just that's it. Just post. He's like, Blue Beetle will will live on. And then James Gunn recently, I think in like the past couple of days, tweeted out that he will be releasing the new slate of what they are planning for the DCEU. Which, if you're already going to first tweet Blue Beetle, then Blue Beetle is definitely part of this new slate. It's not just a one-off, like, unfortunately, Aquaman's probably going to be, and Shazam is probably going to be, which will just be these one-offs just to kind of finish it. And he did also go on and say that um, he will be doing Peacemaker Season 2, but it's more of a farewell love letter, like something he has to finish. But again, it's not going to be anything part of what he's expanding and what he's planning on doing, which all the for it, like it just sucks that DC has had such a bad, bad, bad rap. And now all of a sudden we're getting like a fresh start. Like it's literally like Man of Steel all over again, fresh start. And we're going to be starting with whatever movie he's going to start it with and go on from there. I mean, this is just, I hope, I hope that this works out in his favor because a younger Superman, cool. You know, there was also like a rumor going around that his DCEU stuff is going to be tied in with uh, uh, Matt Reeves' Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson. I I don't know if that's been debunked. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's a rumor. So right now, everything is literally up in the air until he sits everybody down on a tweet and says, this is what we're doing. This is the slate. This is what we're starting with. And this is what we're going, uh, sorry, going. And now, and then all of a sudden you're going to think like five years from now, you're going to have competitions between Marvel and DC. And it is going to be a perfect competition because there'll be their slate. And then there'll be DC slate. People are just going to lose their minds. So what comes out of this? I am so excited, but I am very scared because now it just doesn't seem like, what's the point of watching Aquaman? You know, what, what's know. the point of watching Shazam if none of this has anything to do with what he is planning? And 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 then like you brought it up, the flash. There's no way, there is no freaking way that they stick with Ezra Miller after everything that he has done. The only reason why they haven't canceled this movie is because everybody who has seen it has said that this movie is great. This movie is amazing. This movie is really, really good. And DC would be crazy to cancel it because they probably know that this movie, it might be making a lot of money and it was delayed. So my thinking is with them delaying the flash, I think, I think they redid a post-credit scene or something that's going to tie into James Gunn. I'm sorry. And who, who was the other guy? Peter, Peter Safran. Yeah. He's the Peter, producer. Peter Safran, the, mm-hmm. the, the co-owner, I guess that he's going to tie in that flash event to their new DCEU slate. That's my thinking. That's my that's my theory. I hope I'm right. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's such it's so uncertain, right? And that's and that's it. It's like we've got these films, at least the three of them that we we're talking about, aside from Blue Beetle, uh, they're all coming out next year. So like, there's yep. a bunch of them that are coming out next year. That this could be their sort of you know bid farewell. But knowing knowing James Gunn and and. I, I have a feeling that he may want to find some way to like, as we talked about with, with Lobo just now with mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, there's always the possibility he could reuse actors. There could be a possibility that um, the actress who played Batgirl could find new light 
in James Gunn's universe because that was like probably the saddest cancellation that oh. I think we've seen this year in terms of yeah. like films. I really um, wanted to see Brendan Fraser as Firefly. I, I know. really, really did. Yeah, like Brendan Fraser's come back. He's come back in a big way this year. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. people want to see him succeed, and they want to see him at least take on this, take on that role. And and they people wanted to see this film. Mm-hmm. But funny enough, too, I know you were talking about um, the Batman. I didn't want to cut you off, but I I, I had heard that it, it did get like sort of loosely debunked, and that you know at least the Batman and I think the Joker sequel film are kind of in their own universes. Okay. But there was a rumor that he may be poaching Ben Affleck for a directing uh, position. Yes, yes, I did see that. He, I think he did tweet out that recently that he wanted Ben Affleck to direct at least one movie. Yeah, and we and we know that we've seen ba- Ben Affleck has directing chops. I think he's mm-hmm. the director of Argo. He, but typically the films he's directed, he's also starred in too. So like, that's where I'm wondering like. Is it possible that he could be reused somewhere else in the universe? Or are we going to get the proper Batman film that we never got with Ben Affleck? It, it may seem too little too late at this point for at least that iteration of, ba- of Batman because he is getting older. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're focusing on a younger Superman means that they want to find some longevity with certain actors, right? Yeah, man, for sure. A younger could be Batman. why they're keeping, keeping Blue Beetle because mm-hmm. the actor is relatively young and that he's got some staying power in the universe. So... Um, and that seems to be also what Marvel's plan is now with the way they're kind of shaping their, their future. Yeah, but that's the young Avengers. <laughs> that's a whole other, that's a whole other can of worms. But I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think we've kind of talked that talked our uh, way out of this story enough that we can probably get into our major coverage that we were going to go into. But, um, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. uh, just before you finish, there was one other thing that he did tweet out when you brought up uh, reusing actors. He did, uh, say to Henry Cavill that he would like to work with him again in a project. I don't know if that's an individual project just of him, just of those two in a separate film, or does that mean they will reuse Henry Cavill in another role? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to be trying to do some sort of multiversal thing and he'll come back as Superman in a future film? Hmm. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, I personally, I feel like, I mean, the multiverse that might be a bit of a stretch at the moment for his his uh rebooted universe it it could you know pave the way in the future if they decide they want to borrow from what marvel's been doing mm-hmm. and you know build upon nostalgia i mean they they already tried to do this with the flash and bringing back michael keaton as batman mm-hmm. um and and it's been sort of tainted by both the cancellation of batgirl where he was supposed to appear as batman and also the flash having this dark cloud of Ezra Miller over top of it. So who knows? I mean, th- you know, the future is so uncertain with, with DC right now, but I, the good news at least for James Gunn is that he has not been receiving the backlash from at least canceling, you know, Henry Cavill's uh, Superman. Like it seems as if like people still have, you know, faith in James Gunn that he's going to redirect DC in a positive way. So, all we can really do at this point is wait and see until he drops that slate. Yep. So I think from that, maybe if you're okay, we can move on to our next story. Um, So, you know, we're actually going to talk about the game awards and we're going to go over all the winners, but we're also going to go over between the two of us, our our top five favorite world premiere trailers. Uh, There was a, 
I, I there was a fuck ton of trailers. And excuse my f words for the young children, but emphasis there was a, on there was a lot of trailers, <laughs> and it was really hard to to you know pay attention to just everything because I think it, it was very clear that there are certain things that weren't were going to attract certain audiences over others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I wanted to go uh, over with Alex just. Uh, some of the winners and and see your thoughts and kind of give my thoughts as well starting from the top i mean ign seems to be doing it backwards here they want to talk about game of the year first yeah. uh, and of course <laughs> elden ring which i i've been calling it since day one i i figured elden ring would win i knew god of war would be close um but this was elden ring's game this was his its award to win this year um what are your thoughts i mean were you hoping god of war was going to take it during my during my stream which i was actually fortunate enough to be one uh be a co-streamer uh, i emailed and signed up and everything and I, and I actually got to co-stream which was pretty cool never done that before uh but yeah the whole time i was streaming it i was saying god of war ragnarok god of war ragnarok god of war ragnarok god of war ragnarok <laughs> even though i haven't finished the game just playing what i have played so far is amazing and storytelling and all of that so when it was announced that Elden Ring won, I wasn't shocked. I was was like, whoa, no, really? Oh, I was wrong. Not God of War. Okay. But yeah. I have played Elden Ring and have seen stuff about Elden Ring and, and other people talking about it. And you know what? Good, good on them. Good on from software. That is the developers, right? Yeah, from yes, software yes. <laughs> for, for for making Elden Ring, and starting from like uh, I'm pretty sure the further one of their first like really mainstream kind of like to hit it home, Demon Souls, and just going on from there. I mean, it, just winning game of the game of the year just proves to me that every gamer is a masochist in some way. They just love being tortured and love pain. Like it, it, it's just very apparent right now. <laughs> and I was funny enough too. I was actually thinking about this because I was listening to another podcast that was going over the game of the year. This isn't even from Soft's first win as game of the year. Apparently they won it for Sekiro a couple of years ago. They did. Well. Yes, you're right. That's right. They did win for that game. That it's is crazy. It's, <laughs> it's very interesting how this sort of, this um, Souls-like experience, which seemed to only hit a niche market of people who really love to just fail, is <laughs> blossomed into this experience where, like, Elden Ring was played by, I think, I think more people played Elden Ring than, like, most other FromSoft games. And it, mm-hmm. it catapulted FromSoft into, like, AAA territory. If they weren't already there, which I, I feel like they were with the releases that were coming out. Yep, um, for sure. And... And the reason why I felt like Elden Ring was going to take it, and I literally, I had no, I had zero doubt in my mind. Like, I'll tell you this much. Even when God of War was coming out, I, I was like, God of War, and then thinking back to the other games on the list, I'm like, God of War is the only thing that could come close to taking down Elden Ring. But I feel like Elden Ring is positioned as one of these games that, much like Breath of the Wild, it's going to catapult the industry forward and it's going to be a game that people are going to be referencing back to, you know, in the future. They're going to be referring to games as Elden Ring likes. I feel like that that's going to happen with this. Like it's it's taken the the open world and the, the difficulty and and the game design, monster design, world design, I guess sound design, and it's just you know it's bumped it up. And 
I, I had heard that there were some more complaints about God of War Ragnarok and that it really didn't move the needle too much further forward. But I, I feel like that's for people, that's people's personal opinions. I think if you just enjoy the game as it is, God of War Ragnarok is a solid entry. It's a solid sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to play it as well. I mean, after especially after coming off of God of War a couple months ago, I'm more than ready to just jump back in, jump back in. But there was a couple of games on this list that I was just, I was surprised that they even made it on. I think that they like added games like uh, Xenoblade and Stray. I was just going to say Xenoblade for sure. Xenoblade hey. was sort of like the one Switch game that they needed, I guess, so that Nintendo <laughs> yeah. had something. Yeah. Um, much like Plague Tale uh, for Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Stray is, is, it's like, I think that they were just hitting one category each, right? Stray, hey, now, was, Stray was a great game. That oh, was no, a great I, cat simulator, and I loved it. But I it represents it. <laughs> it represents the indie developers, right? It's For sort sure. of like the indie game of the year in a way. Uh, and Plague Tale was sort of the best game to play on Xbox, while Xenoblade, I guess, I I don't know, <laughs> was the best game to play on the Switch. Again, I'm pretty sure it was a Switch exclusive. I'm it was pretty sure, yeah. yeah. And then Horizon Forbidden West, you know, unfortunately, yeah. being being put next to Elden Ring in terms of the release date was just unfortunate for Horizon. Yeah, that was bad timing. Um, <laughs> but it's not the first time. You know, the first yeah. game came out, you know, weeks, uh, like a week or two shy of Breath of the Wild. So it they really yeah. have a tough time picking release windows for these games. And I actually, funny enough, since we're talking about Horizon, it's not going to come up in my top five list. I just want to mention that. But I went and looked at the release date as soon as they announced it. And I wanted to see what games were coming out near that game to see if it was going to get like demolished yet again. And mm-hmm. the only one I could see was Atomic Heart, maybe, which I think they showed oh. a trailer. They showed a trailer at this. Uh, yeah, they did. Event, yep. Right. But mm-hmm. that's it. So, so far, so far, so good for them. I mean, we'll see. Well, come on. Atomic Heart is going to destroy Horizon. <laughs> and that, that and game that's it, is right? amazing. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to come up in your list, possibly. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right. So let's move ahead. So uh, yep. the next the next one on the list here, we're talking about best game direction. Um, and it's awarded for the outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Again, Elden Ring took this one. 100% couldn't agree more. Interesting enough, we got a couple of other game of the year names on here, as well as Immortality, which kind of slipped in as well. Uh, I guess they got to change it up a little bit. Now, moving over to best narrative, this is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. This is where it went to God of War. This is where it makes sense, because when I think of the top two here, which you got Elden Ring, you got God of War, it's very, very clear what the narrative and what the story is for God of War. I'm not exactly clear what the narrative is for Elden Ring. I'm not exactly clear what the narrative on any FromSoft game is, other than <laughs> it's there to just kill you. Being you know punished I mean? repeatedly over and over and over again. Exactly. That's the narrative. <laughs> but, I mean, this seems like a, a surefire win right here for God of War. I mean, mm-hmm. what, did you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, 100% God of War. God of War, without question. Uh, I haven't played any, uh, besides Elden Ring. Uh, I hadn't played any other game. Uh, I know that Horizon Forbidden West, uh, working off Horizon, uh, the first one would probably have a great story. I do not doubt it. Immortality, I'm not particularly uh, familiar with, so I can't really speak upon that. Uh, Plague's Tale, I know that Plague's Tale probably had a great story because I think it's like a brother and sister type thing. So almost on the same 
uh aspect of god of war but i mean come on you're you're coming you're coming god of war the 2018 which was a fantastic father-son type storytelling game and then you're tacking onto that with god of war ragnarok you you can't beat the storytelling in that you really can't and that's why i'm not surprised that god of war won best narrative um, absolutely not even a little bit yeah so moving forward, we got best art direction. That's for outstanding creative and/or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. God of War, or God of War. Oh my God, <laughs> Elden Ring won this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting list we got here too. Of course, we got God of War and Horizon, but then we've got Scorn and Stray. I, I thought those were interesting choices too, and I think that makes sense. Uh, I haven't played Scorn, but I've seen it. I heard it's Scorn a very gross was, game. Yes, very very gross. <laughs> but I think it also I. It was a very unique concept too, and the yep. inspiration of H.R. Geiger too. Um, I think it definitely deserved a spot on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just unfortunate it had to go up against like three of the game of the year or four of the game of the years. Uh, yeah, that's in crazy. This category. But I think it probably would have had a better uh, chance uh, compared to something like maybe even Horizon. I I'd argue, you know, because yeah. I don't feel as if Horizon Forbidden West necessarily moved the needle forward um, as much as something as like, I guess, making a comparison to God of War. But Scorn and Stray are are very unique uh, stories. And I think that I think even Scorn may have better art direction than Stray. And that's just Mm -hmm. my opinion from somebody who hasn't played the games, but has seen a lot of the gameplay and has seen. um, Again, what are your thoughts on that? I could be wrong. So. So I have played Scorn. I have played Stray. I beat Stray. I haven't beaten Scorn because I actually got uh, stuck at a, like a death animation where every time I spawn in, I just keep dying at the same spot. It's neither here nor there. Um, but I can say that out of these uh, nominees, um, I would say that Scorn and Stray, in my opinion, were the most unique in terms of art direction. God of War Ragnarok, you're right, did not push the needle. It's just more of the same as 2018. Uh, same thing with Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, it's just the same thing as Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Um, and Elden Ring, I'm not surprised Elden Ring won because it was a beautifully looking game um, with like its uh, enemy designs, its locations, like each each area felt different. But I still think it should have been between Scorn or Stray. We haven't seen anything quite like what Scorn showed from my recollection. And Stray was just a really interesting concept to be a cat in a mix of a robotic utopia with this weird fungal type stuff going around. And I I felt like it was really cool, but I do agree Elden Ring winning that. So, you know, maybe next year it'll be something a little bit different. Who knows? But good on Elden Ring, you know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so moving forward, we got two back-to-back that are sort of in the audio music category. We've got best score and music as well as best audio design. Uh, Both of those went to God of War Ragnarok. Um, You know, the composer being Bear McCreary, he's well known even in the the television universe for his composing credits. Um, And I, you know, I, the other games in this category too, um, like Metal Hellsinger, Elden Ring, Plague Tale, I would imagine would have given God of War a run for its money, especially Metal Hellsinger being a game that's based on music in in order (laughs) to play it. Right. But God of War, I, I I loved God of War's music from 2018. It was so it was fit the the lore so well. Oh, yeah. uh, I can only imagine that he stepped it up 
set this game up. And oh, they did. Like I, I constantly find myself humming the tune in my head after I've played the game, like while I'm working or even while I'm just kind of sitting there, I'm just kind of humming it to myself. So to make a, a score like that, so catchy, you know, it's going to take home a win. Like, you, you know, there's no other possible uh, uh, one that could do that. I mean, I played Elden Ring. Uh, and I don't find myself humming a tune. There's no really catchable tune to that game. The other ones, again, I can't really speak for them because I, I I haven't played them, so I don't know how catchy their tune is. And that's like almost me. Like, if, if you if I was a, a person who was supposed to choose between a game, uh, who would win best, like you know, best best score and best music, my thing would be: Is it catchy? Am, is this going to be stuck in my head for days on end? And I'm going to be upset about this tune being stuck in my head for days on end. And if it is that you win. <laughs> Absolutely too. And there's some music too, that even if you haven't played the game, like I've never played undertale, but like I could, I could hum the music to undertale because I hear it all the time. It's memorable. <laughs> it's catchy. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's one of those things that like that would win for best music too. I probably did. I don't know, but it's like years later after you finish a game, is it, a, is it music that you, when you hear it, it gives you that nostalgia trip. You remember it and like it was yesterday. You can remember yourself picking up that controller and playing that game for the first time. So it makes sense on this list, uh, God of War winning that. Uh, and I think the last one on this list that was for God of War, unless I actually scroll down and really read ahead, is uh, Best Performance, which awarded to an individual for voiceover acting. We had two nominees for God of War, clearly. It was the our two lead actors here, but Christopher Judge, ended up winning out over uh, our other actor for his role as Kratos. Do you feel like that was like well-deserved? I mean, it was one of those things that like, I watched the growth of Atreus in the first game and I had high hope that he was going to continue to grow in the second game. Have you played enough to determine like, do you think, yes, Christopher Judge deserved that award? A hundred thousand percent Christopher Judge deserved that award. I grew up playing God of War. It is one of my all-time favorite game series ever. And when they announced that in, you know, back back in like I don't know, 2017, when they announced 2018's God of War, and I'm like, okay, that's a different actor. But this guy pulled it off. He plays the best older version of Kratos. And not many people can do that. Not many people can play such a different play play the same character but uh, you know obviously being a different voice actor and pull it off so well where it's it's seamless like it, it sounds like kratos older and i grew like i also grew up on stargate sg1 which christopher judge was on that show and he a hundred percent deserved this and i watched him accept his award and it was so heartfelt and he was tearing up, accepting the award. I was tearing up. I was so taken back of how meaningful this meant to him and to taking this character so far and and really it, it really making Kratos like really like Kratos was big with like the uh PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 games, but I feel like 2018, I feel like Christopher Judd's version really made it mainstream and really made it something more than just the rage-filled god killer that Kratos was in the in like you know uh, the PS2, PS3 uh games. And I loved it. I I I I so so loved it. And now that 
if we're on the if we're on the subject of God of War, now that like Amazon has picked up God of War to make it a live action series, oh, yeah. and yeah, and Christopher Judge posts a photo of him just jacked. Like I need him to play God. I need him to play Kratos. He would. Yeah. That would be the most amazing get casting ever. And I I I can't wait. I I hope. I haven't been God of War Ragnarok, so I don't know, but I hope that we will see more of him as Kratos because I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Loved well, it. I, I have Hi, a highlight. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're going to continue because I've, I've heard rumblings that they're going to move into a different mythology in the, the third game, but Ooh. I really don't know. You know, I have tried to avoid any spoilers for the game. Oh, I, uh, I'm surprised I haven't gotten anything spoiled for me. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I know it's it's one of those things that, like, thankfully, I don't read enough. Like, I don't read enough of those articles anymore to really let myself get loose and let all the spoilers come in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I think what we'd, we'll do now because a couple of these other games are going to be like quick ones. If you have any thoughts and you want to chime in on some of the winners, feel sure. free to hop in. Yep. Um, first one, for example, here, like games for impact. Um, like I'm not too familiar with a lot of the games on this list aside from the winner. And the only thing I'll mention to this is I'm I'm glad that it won. This, this was a game that I actually on one of my prior podcasts, I think during the summer when we were talking about one of the game showcases and they showed a new trailer for as dusk falls, I was pleasantly surprised and it actually turned me around to wanting to try this because the first trailer I ever saw for this game, I was like, God, screw that. That does not look like fun. <laughs> and I saw more of it and I'm like, wait a minute. This is interesting, and mm -hmm. it actually became one of my like most anticipated uh, games to try. So um, that was that. That was my thoughts on that. I don't mm -hmm. know. Any thoughts on on the winner? Any thoughts on these games? Or uh, I feel the same way. Uh, I I only really know as Dusk Falls, and looking at it, I had the same thing. I'm like this. This looks it looks weird. It mm -hmm. looks kind of jarring with the way the uh, animation was, but. After them winning it and learning more about the game, I, I could not agree with. I could not agree more. It was a cool, interesting, unique concept to a video game, and I'm glad it won because that opens up the doors to maybe more possibilities of other game developers and other indie game developers to uh, do something like that. So it's it's really cool. It's really interesting. I really like it. So yeah. perfect. Yeah. So next category here we got best ongoing game. This seems to speak to a lot of our massive multiplayer uh, experiences. Um, and you can tell just by who was chosen for this, that this category, like the real gamers came out in charge here because oh, Final yeah. Fantasy 14 online beat out Fortnite, beat out destiny, beat out mm -hmm. apex, beat out Genshin impact, but that wasn't very hard to do. But uh, <laughs> that was, that was nice to see that uh, Final Fantasy 14, you know, got the win there. Mm -hmm. Um, the next two categories here, actually we're talking best indie and best debut indie, it, that makes sense who won the game, but you also got to acknowledge that there are some very solid entries on this list that going against stray, like tunic, Sifu, call to the lamb. Like those were some big, like mega indie hits that came out this year. This was a really solid year for indies, especially indies debuting on PlayStation plus, as well as uh, game pass. So any of these games on this list are like, for sure, you got to try these. I've, mm -hmm. I've heard nothing but good things about a lot of these. And I guess I'll toss Vampire Survivors in. I've heard, heard that's a pretty addicting experience as well. Um, I don't know if you had any other thoughts on the indies. 
Oh, I do. I love indie games. So like I've mentioned before on my streams, I play horror games and there's a lot of really cool indie horror games. Uh, uh, shout out to Emiko Games for like all their horror games, like sh- straight, terrifying, fear-fueled games, like crazy. Love them. Um, but I, I gotta, I gotta, I, it like is amazing. Stray, I was so happy that Stray won. I remember I streamed that game before I jumped into the whole horror uh, aspect of my streams and I streamed Stray and I, I loved it. I loved it. I played it like I have my own cat of my own, uh, my own cat of my own. I have a cat of my own. So it was really cool to uh, play a game as a cat. There's no games out there that you play as a cat <laughs> and, and and a cat. So cat like, like exactly. you literally play a play with a ball you could sleep on a robot's chest and literally just have the camera zoom out you could scratch a a couch with your nails i mean the small details are what really made this game stand out as a really cool indie game and i i I felt i i no dialogue everything was written down but the dynamic between the robot pal that you have and and stray the cat was who I actually nicknamed Cat Cop because I had this whole story going on that he was a cop trying to get his way back his whole thing. Um, <laughs> but I fell in love with this with, with, with these characters and like it, it was for for an indie game and and a game like that to fall in love with a cat and his robot pal. You know you did something great when when you really pull something like that off and i'm so happy that it won so hopefully there'll be like a straight two in the in the future i'm really hoping for that <laughs> awesome awesome well, let's move ahead and we'll see we'll try to get a couple more of these out of the way we've got best mobile game that went to marvel snap that one was one of those games i think that just came out relatively later in the year last month and yeah I think yeah so. yeah and and it, and it nailed that and mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, best community support. That one went to Final Fantasy XIV online as well. So, you know, that's a, a twofer right there. Yep. Uh, best VR AR game. Uh, I don't even know. I've never heard of the winner of this. Moss Book 2. Have you heard I've of heard this of the, I've heard of the first Moss. I've heard okay. of the first one. So Interesting. I can't really say anything else for that. So we can, we right. can go on. <laughs> now, so now we're getting into some of our categories here. But before that, we've got innovation and accessibility. This one... I'm not surprised uh, God of War took this because I know that there was a big push for accessibility uh, in the God of War games um, mm-hmm. with some of the controls and some of the ways that you can sort of change uh, the gameplays, change some of the button um, presses, you know, for people with disabilities. And I think that's that's big for God of War, for Santa Monica to implement that for people who have trouble playing games and they can't play games like like we can you know what i mean like so 100 yeah that's a, definitely a surefire win right there uh let's see we got best action game now that went to bayonetta 3 um i don't know what what are your thoughts on bayonetta 3 because totally uh, surprised all, <laughs> all i all i know is much of the controversy that came out before the game's release so that's yeah i mean i don't i i didn't really fall too much into the bayonetta controversy but i really thought it was going to be call of duty just because it's call of duty um i was saying on my stream i'm like call of duty for sure and then bayonetta won and i'm like wow okay go bayonetta like because like that's a cool ongoing game that i've a game series that i've really have wanted to jump into just never had the opportunity because there are so many games out there so many games not enough time um so it's really nice to see that it won so yeah absolutely uh 
so that was what was that best action okay so best action adventure that went to god of war that that makes sense not surprised (laughs) srpg as well elden ring it also went against the switch essentially (laughs) yeah right so (laughs) it doesn't seem like it was even close um best fighting game we got multiverses so that one uh surprised kind of surprised yeah. yeah i'm surprised mm-hmm. people are still playing that they're still giving uh just putting dlc out characters for that game still so yeah like yeah. The, the the multiverse game was was cool when they announced it. i'm like hey this is pretty interesting you know you get to play as all these like and it's free it's free and, I think yeah <clears throat> and it, it was and yeah and it was free and i mean like you they had me sold when the first trailer they showed was was the meme of Shaggy going like Super Saiyan. I mean, they they literally took that and just rolled with it. I'm like, that is awesome. I played it, and it's like if you played Super Smash Bros., you're 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 gonna play multiverse. Like it's the same, same thing. And seeing all these other fighting games, I mean, there was no there was no Tekken, there was no Mortal Kombat, there was no Street mm-hmm. Fighter on here. So I'm not surprised that Multiverse won because out of all of them, it definitely deserved to win. But you know, absolutely, we'll, we'll see it next year how the fighting game goes. <laughs> yeah, because we're supposed to be getting Street Fighter Six and Tekken Eight next and year, Tekken, right? Yeah, and we yeah. still don't know if there's a Mortal Kombat I- I- next year. I'm hoping, Ugh. very unlikely, but I'm still hoping. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. So best family game. This could have gone to anybody. I'm a little surprised it went to Kirby. Uh, only because, like, My Own Rabbids is a pretty strong entry. Splatoon 3 was pretty big. And even, like, Lego Star Wars. Like, I, I felt like that was a pretty massive launch when it came out. I thought uh, that was going to take it. Yeah, but, I mean, Kirby is sort of this, like, it's its own unique adventure. And maybe that's why it won out, because it is, it's sort of, it's like a new adventure in the kirby universe whereas a lot of these are sequels mm-hmm. maybe that's the only thing i can think of uh for kirby winning yeah. they tried something new and and people had fun with it um yeah that's really all i have to say on that <laughs> yeah i got nothing else to say on that too uh let's see moving through best sports racing game uh that's gran turismo 7 i didn't know that came out this year why did i think that came out last year but <laughs> uh, i don't know um Best Sim strategy game. That's where Mario and Rabbids uh, won that one. So that's a great win for them. Mm-hmm. Best multiplayer game. Now, this one was interesting. Splatoon yeah. 3 took this over, <laughs> over, over, well, it makes sense. Over, over Overwatch. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. t- even TMNT Shredder's Revenge, like, that was a, that was a good summer hit. <laughs> I did not think that Splatoon was going to take it. I did not. That was like right out of left field. I mean, it's going up against the juggernauts of Overwatch 2 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I mean, those two are massive juggernauts when it comes to multiplayer games. And for Splatoon to punch out a win, especially only being a, uh, a, a Switch exclusive, <clears throat> that's crazy. But like good on them for like really just like breaking through that 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 barrier that that wall that you know call of duty puts up and overwatch puts up and even multiverse puts up no shame on tmnt shredders revenge but like i mean great job keep going yeah all right so i think what i'm going to do i'm going to skip over most of the esports category because i'm not too familiar with any of that i will talk about content creator here because i i looked at that and i was like yeah, that's gonna go to Ludwig. Like I had, I just had a feeling uh, that Ludwig was gonna take it. Nibbleline, Nibbleline was probably gonna be a close second, but that's only because 
he left Twitch or Twitter. And that was such a big story when he when he left, like everybody was so up in arms, like, where are we going to get our video game news from now? But <laughs> that makes sense that Ludwig mm-hmm. got it. Um, it's, it's cute that they brought his girlfriend, Cutie Cinderella, on there. She's also. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's cute. You know, couple them up, put them on there. No competition. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's go into uh, some of these interesting. I think the last two categories we have here, we've got most anticipated game and best mm-hmm. adaptation. Um, most anticipated game. Uh, this this really could have gone to anybody. Not surprised it went to Tears of the Kingdom or Tears of the Kingdom, whoever you believe. Uh, <laughs> but all of these games are highly anticipated. I, I'm pretty excited for all of them, especially like Hogwarts Legacy. I'd mm-hmm. say of this list, I'm the most anticipated for that. But yeah, we got new Zelda coming this uh, next year. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this list? So I agree. I am excited for all of these. I, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. I hope to one day jump into it if some willingness i I have the time but uh out of all of these though it's resident evil 4 i've always wanted to play resident evil uh for for the for the longest time and for it for them to do a remake of it oh my god like it's like they it's like they're speaking directly to me oh so you never played the original no i never played the original wow never i wanted to i think i actually got It it at Honestly, one point still was, holds up really well, though. I've heard and I've seen that, and and the, like I mean, like I think I, I I I when you know when like Blockbuster and like Rogers Video was like a thing, I think I rented it at one point, but I ended up getting the Rail Shooter or something like that, or some Resident Evil game that wasn't Resident Evil before. So I never got a chance to play it. So for them to do this, I, and and the track record that Resident Evil has done with like Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three, oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! <laughs> yeah, and I'm surprised they skipped over Code Veronica and went straight to four. But who knows? I mean, there's always a chance they can go back to that one if they really want to remake, you know, some of those other older games. But it seems mm. like they're sticking with the numbered titles. All right. So, and finally, getting into our last category, which is best adaptation. You know, I, I feel like all of these are acceptable entries. And, you know, Cuphead is, I guess, nice to have on there just to fill out the five. But uh, <laughs> Arcane League of Legends ended up winning out for this one. Have you watched any of these shows? I've I've only watched Uncharted. Okay, uh, so the- I have watched all of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the best to tell me if this was the right uh, pick. A thousand gajillion percent Arcane deserved every bit of this award. No shame to the other ones, but they do not hold a candle to Arcane. The art direction, the storytelling, the 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 the, the combat, the the everything was just amazing, and it's literally something for everybody. And I mean, I'm not a League of Legends like player, not even a little bit. I know nothing about it. Just you know, I, I watch like all the cinematic trailers because those are really cool. But they really, really made Jinx a really fascinating and interesting character. She's like the female version of the Joker. It was, it, and I love characters like that, that are like crazy and psychotic, which is no uh, sense on my own psyche, <laughs> but uh, amazing, amazing, amazing story. I mean, cyberpunk edge runners, I would say for me would be like a close second because edge runners was a really cool adaptation. And every time I watched, and we were talking about this before with Sonic prime that every time I was watching edge runners, I wanted to jump back into cyberpunk all, mm-hmm. all the time. 
And I loved it. Um, Cuphead, I watched a couple of shows. I still watched it. Still really good. Haven't finished it. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, again, amazing. Did so much better than the first one, in my opinion. Great to see Knuckles, uh, uh, Tails, and and all those characters. I can't wait for the third one. And Uncharted. Uh, you know, it, it was a really weird direction when they made uncharted to make a younger um nathan drake um and have like you know the whole thing going on with mark Wahlberg was going to be nathan drake okay then he's playing Sully, and it was cool because the uncharted movie wasn't really based on any other existing material in the video games it was its own story and i'm Mm -hmm. always an advocate when it comes to adaptating uh video games into movies do not rehash what is already created we already know everything there we already know the story and people are genuinely going to like what the video games have done before because the movies will never measure up if you're going to make a, a video game into a movie make it a different story in the existing universe and i and i said when they were talking about uncharted that you could easily just have like an any actor not any actor but an actor playing Nathan Drake and just have him go and find some other treasure. It could be before, it could be after, who cares? He's doing something different, but it's still that established character in that world we already know. I don't need to watch how he's going to get to El Dor- the, the, the El Dorado thing that he did in the first video game. If I want to do that, if I want to see that, I'm going to go play the game. So I hope they do that with other adaptations. Just continue doing something different, but in that universe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll give my thoughts on Uncharted too because I actually can't. I probably did talk about it on the podcast, but I guess since I have you to kind of bounce that off of now, mm-hmm. I I like that they gave it a chance. I I thought Tom Holland was a bit of a strange choice, but I mm-hmm. thought that he he had the charm. He delivered the the charm of Nathan Drake. He didn't have. I mean, he had some of the charisma too, but like you know, Nathan Drake as a character. We're talking about a character that doesn't actually exist, but like. <laughs> Like there's a certain sort of like energy and and like that you expect from Nathan Drake and this sort of a, a look as well, and I and I think they tried really hard to get there, mm-hmm. um, and there were elements of the film that I really enjoyed as well. But I think the problem that Uncharted faced as a film, at least for somebody, you know, who who's played the games and is coming in to watch it, is the pacing, uh, because of the fact that they had an hour and a half to tell a story that develops over the course of an eight hour game. Yeah. It's it's really hard to sort of keep that pacing and keep that, those intricate details of, you know, finding the treasure, doing the puzzles. Like they explored elements of that in the film, but it was very abridged. It was very sort of like get to the point because we have to hit the story beats. You know what I mean? To get yeah. to the end, to fight the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now because it's been a couple of weeks out since I've watched it, I'm now wondering what was Antonio Banderas's point in that film? Like, what was oh. his role again? Because, like, I feel like he was supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah. But then I remember this this other girl kind of took that lead spot and became, like, the central bad guy. So that... I'm now left to wonder, what was Antonio Banderas's role in the film? Yeah, I know. Like, that. that is your <laughs> typical, like, after playing, like, the video games, that is almost your typical, like uncharted type move have this one character thinking it's a bad guy but nope it's this other person in the very background or it's the henchman or something like that that's that's typical uncharted type villainy character i agree with you it's such a weird character i don't know it was really crazy but it seemed like it seemed like you know 
Antonio Banderas and Tom Holland kind of, uh, you know, kind of really like uh, uh, got really, you know, close and 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 I guess are friends because recently he had stated Antonio Banderas stated, stated that he wants Tom Holland to play Zorro. I, I was like, please don't. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I'm busy a- enough as it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. And after Tom Holland talking about Uncharted, like this movie nearly killed him. Like he has never, like from what he's was, was what Tom Holland was saying was that he's never worked so hard in his life on a film because most of the Spider-Man stuff is CG. So it's mm-hmm. not too, too much you have to do. All of this he was saying was a lot of it was him doing it. a lot of practical effects and all that kind of stuff. So let's not kill our <clears throat> star until he's done with his Spider-Man, please. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was basically all of the uh, the award winners from the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I do now want to go quickly into our, our top five. And you can put it in any order. I'm going to do it from five to one as what I was most anticipated for. Um, and we, we won't hover on them too long, but if you do have any thoughts on the games too, we'll, we'll, you know, go into it. Uh, but I'll start with you. I want to know like what your number five, uh, you know, at least most anticipated title from what they announced is. Okay. So my number five, I'm going to say, and I'm going with the way I react to it when I saw it, it's going to be Hellboy web of web of weird. Web, web weird. Of, yeah. Weird. <laughs> okay. Web of weird. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I was, uh, I was first, I was captivated by the art direction. I thought, okay, this is really cool. What is this? And then the silhouette showed up and I'm like, is that Hellboy? I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> damn, that is Hellboy. Let's go. And I'm like, okay. And, and then I'm like, okay, how is this, how, how is this going to play out? How is this game going to play out? Because the, the way the art direction is almost reminded me of the tall tale uh, game. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, it was, was with it, like, like the, the big bag dead. wolf. Oh, the wolf among us. The wolf among us. It reminded me of that, and so I'm like, okay, is this like, like, is this gonna play like that? But then all of a sudden, he's beating the crap out of whatever creature that was, and I'm like, okay, this is like a a beat 'em up type game. I'm like, I'm loving this, and then the voice actor is the guy. I don't remember his name, but it is the guy that voiced. Um, what was his name? What was his name uh, in the Resident Evil Netflix show? Oh, it's Lance Reddick. Yes. Uh, what, what was what, who did he play? You played Albert Wesker. Albert Wesker. That's it. Wow. Yes. Yes. And then hearing his voice, and I'm like, okay, I'm sold on this game right that's away. A, that's a Let's good. Go. That's a good grab, actually. Yeah, he's got the he's got the voice for it for sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my number five, completely opposite end of that, <laughs> is a little game called After Us. Um, now this this one. I, I watched it for the first time earlier today, uh, like I did with a number of these trailers. So again, my feelings could change. But when I first saw this trailer, I thought to myself, this is like a spiritual successor to Journey. Um, mm. It basically followed this girl who looks like an angel, essentially, and she's bouncing around the world. And the way she's sort of traversing reminded me of Journey, how she sort of floats in the air. And the premise, I had to go look it up online because, of course, I need to make myself sound smart, was that this character named Gala, who's a spirit of life, is bringing life to a dead and dying world and salvaging the souls of extinct animals. So you sort of see as she's sort of walking through the world, there's like grass and life kind of blossoming behind her. So I thought that was a really interesting style. Um, But I also am excited at the concept that this could be possibly like a journey style adventure in terms of traversal, Mm -hmm. not so much like the silent protagonist but just the way the character interacts with the world uh that's what i'm kind of hoping for from this but i also don't want to put too much hype behind it so that's why it's a little lower on my list um 
but I want to find out what your number four is. So my number four, this might be a controversial type thing for number four, I guess you could say, is Death Stranding 2. It's my number four as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Let's go. Okay. And it's only it's only that low because I haven't played the first one yet. Same with me. Um, okay. <laughs> well, shit. I guess we can move on. No, I'm kidding. So, yeah. yeah, no. So that's... Like it ha- I feel like it had to be mentioned on the show, right? It did. It really did. Because that was one of the things where I'm watching this and, you know, uh, Kojima came on and I'm like, okay, what's he going to show? Because we all knew he was going to be there. Is this going to be something different? It ha- I'm like, it, I'm like in my head, I'm like, it can't be a sequel to Death Stranding. I mean, it, it, it came out not that long ago. Yeah. So it's like. Is it? Could it be? Is it something? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a trick. Maybe it's Silent Hill. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing these weird things coming off, and I'm like, hey, what is this? Death Stranding? Is this? And then Death Stranding too. And then I, I hear uh, my favorite voice actor of all time, um, Troy Baker, and you hear his voice mm-hmm. talking, and I'm like, it's Death Stranding too. And I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, okay. I'm intrigued. The concept is weird as hell in Kojima fashion. Very, very just, It was like, I'm looking at this and I feel like every scene that didn't have an actor talking just didn't make sense. But I feel <laughs> yeah. like that just is part of the world of this game. Because yep. I hear there's a lot of things in the game that is just sort of like tongue-in-cheek jokes or like that's really not supposed to make sense, but it makes sense in Kojima's mm-hmm. mind, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it was interesting when he had announced it at the video game awards and saying that he was writing it before the pandemic hit. And when he was in the like, obviously, when the pandemic hit, he he literally took the concept of what he wrote for Death Stranding 2 and went right from scratch. And his reasoning was, again, I haven't played the first one, so I don't particularly know. But he said, I rewrote it because I didn't want to predict the future again. <laughs> Simpsons so did it. I, I yeah, Simpsons did it, right? So yeah. I'm guessing a Death Stranding. I, I I'm guessing there's like some sort of plague virus that went around. Again, I don't know. I haven't played the game. And to be perfectly, perfectly, perfectly honest with you, I probably never will because that is a long game with like you know. And I'll always say it. It's it's a FedEx delivery simulator. So you know, walking simulator that type of stuff. Still interesting. I still like it. I'll probably end up just watching the cutscene so I understand like the story. But we'll see. Really, it, it. You think? Do you think that he will go with the same direction he did with Death Stranding, where it's the same type of I'm going to deliver this package here or is this something different is this going to be more metal gear solid like where mm. you sneak it around with some shooting aspects you know i'm i don't know because you would think that you would have to listen to the, the consumer right you, you'd think right but i i feel like death stranding was sort of a game that nobody really asked for but yet they they wanted it because it was kojima mm-hmm. um and so I feel like whatever is put in front of people, they're going to take it. They're going to, you know, worship it like <laughs> like it's a god or something. I mean, like, I feel like I, I didn't watch the show live, but I would imagine Death Stranding probably got the most, like, cheers in the oh, audience yeah. when it was Everybody was going right? crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Did they have a date for it? 
No, I don't think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, it, it was can't just be next year. Trailer. There's no, there's no way he's gonna release it next year. Mo- like to I- be, to be surprised, most of the games that they released were an- announced for 2023. But I think that's just a placeholder. I really think that a lot of these titles will be delayed. The only one in re- in recent memory that I can remember that I can remember uh, when they re- talked about God of War Ragnarok and saying that oh this game is coming out in 2022 and everyone's like no this game's getting delayed no this game's getting delayed I was really I hoping it wouldn't I was like yeah. I, I had a feeling I'm like if it just slots in somewhere in October or November it'll still make it for game of the year so like mm-hmm. I was like bet I'm betting whatever money I have stored in my pocket that that was going to happen but let's move ahead to our number three what do you got on your list so my number three this is this is a hard one for me it's a very hard one for me because i don't know if i should put a number two should put number three i'm gonna put a number three my number three because again it it brought a complete shock to me was transformers reactivate is (laughs) number three i'm a huge transformers fan i loved uh the two Transformers game they made, War for Cybertron, and there was another one. I forget what the title is, but those those ones, those two games. And I'm watching this trailer, and there's this character, you know, like they're they're like reactivating this robot. And I'm like, okay, this kind of this kind of looks cool. It's kind of you know, this is going to be the same concept. Then there's like flashbacks to like earth and uh, robot invasion i'm like okay you know what looks interesting looks kind of generic and then all of a sudden the robot gets up and the title pops up and it's reactivate transformers and i'm like is that a transformers game i'm like wait what and i'm looking down and it's and 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 it was um hasbro and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that's Transformers. I mean, they made Transformers. It was a toy first, and they made it. So I'm like, okay, damn, that was a Transformers game. And even going back and rewatching the trailer, you can kind of see that when the car is driving, that there's guns at the front pointed out. And that's Transformers did that before, too. So I'm like, holy crap, okay, that was a Transformers game. Interesting. Earth is invaded by maybe the Decepticons and maybe is, maybe this is a continuation from war for Cybertron. I don't know. I'm really curious and interested to see where this goes. Cool. Cool. Well, so my number three, again, it's on the complete opposite spectrum of you. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that I must be some sort of like indie hipster. Cause my next two games are look like indie games. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but the indie games always seem to catch my eye as opposed to some of the bigger oh, they're, indie games are amazing. Well, this one in particular, I was like, uh, and so it's this game called viewfinder. Um, and it's, it looks like, like the witness mixed with like super liminal. And it's like this game where you can kind of distort reality, change things with like that photos yeah. and, and you can sort of then use those photos to then open up new paths or travel to the areas in that photo. Um, whether it be a black and white or a color image, it looked really, really cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, this game has, it looks like it could be an art direction contender for 2023 if it does come out. Uh, but it did give me like the wit- the witness vibes, so it does have that sort of puzzle aspect to it. So I don't know. I, again, the graphics wooed me. I'm like drawn to it, but do I want to jump into a puzzle game? I don't know. So mm. we'll we'll see. Um, I I, I really liked it. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I I was just tacking on to what you said about viewfinder. Oh yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really interesting. Um, 
you know, like that type of concept of game. I'm like, well, this, like, it was tripping my eyes out. Like I'm, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, Oh, this like, it's so weird. It, it hurts, but I I'm like, what? yeah. <laughs> like if you were on like some sort of LSD, you would be tripping, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely can't wait for that game. So my number two, because I'm the same thing with you. I love indie games and I love these new type of games that are coming out. So, but my number one, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to say yet, but my number two is Jedi Survival. I think this oh, one's cool. or, okay. uh Yeah, Star yeah, Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah, Star, Survivor. That's it. Survivor. I loved Fallen Order. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I loved Fallen Order. I thought it was great. I thought the ca- casting for Cal Kestis was amazing. The story was great. It's canon, which is even better because the actor that they got to play Cal Kestis can a thousand hundred percent jump to any other Star Wars media if they so choose to do that. And the gameplay looks exactly the same. Obviously updated. The story looks crazy. We the st- graphics too. Like you saw yeah. like the comparison between his character art from the first game to now. Mm-hmm. Like they finally figured out how to to give him like freckles, like as he's a true <laughs> no, Yeah, so ex- exactly. So like, yeah, like that that was crazy. I mean, we still don't know who the person in the 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 healing tank is. Yeah. We we have some glimpses. I mean, there's like some bounty hunters with a lightsaber. He, he seems to maybe be a bounty hunter himself in a sense. He's pissed that somebody put him there. I'm I'm intrigued and I'm amazed and I cannot wait to play it. And yeah, that's my number two. Awesome. Well, my number two, it's uh, going back to the indies, as I was saying, um, it's a little game called Post Trauma. Uh, this game stuck out to me because it borrowed from elements of like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, old school horror uh, games. Mm-hmm. And it's it looks like it's a classic take on on those games, blending old school fixed camera angles with some high fatality graphics as well. It's got a little um, this little save icon, which you can save on a tape, which is like old school Resident Evil, Evil Silent yep. Hill style saving. Um, <laughs> and just like the the camera angles, it just it took me back to like the early 2000s, like mid 2000s playing Silent Hill uh, in a dark room. And mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. And I think it's coming out on PlayStation 4 as well. So if I don't get my PS5 by then, I'm going to try it on the PlayStation 4. Oh, you know I'm gonna play that because that's a horror game and it's an indie horror game, and I'm definitely gonna dive into that. Like I was, like you said, taking back Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Same thing with me. I loved it, and I, I love the aspect and even like the way the story looks like it's gonna be going. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued, hundred percent. And I thought you were gonna say, and that's why that's my number one. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for my number one. My number one here. There are so many that I can pick from. I mean, I may have multiple number ones, but my number one because I freaked out like, like of I freaked out like a schoolgirl. I was going crazy. I was jumping in my chair. I was, I was like five years old on Christmas Day. It is Judas hmm. from uh, the um, the mind Bioshock team, right? Yep. Yep. Oh. I love Bioshock. I still remember the first day when i saw the trailer at and uh, on g4 tv on x play when they showed the trailer i was sitting home and i was like this is so 
cool. And then I remember when it came out, I biked from my house to the Walmart in the blistering cold. I was tired. I was, I was so exhausted, but I got there, picked it up, put it in and played it. And I've been in love with the Bioshock series for so long. And the whole time I'm watching this game, they're saying from the creators of Bioshock, I think it's Ken, 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 Ken Levine. Levine. Yep. Ken Levine from the creators of Bioshock. And I'm like, is this Bioshock? Is this Bioshock 4? Bioshock 4? I'm like, wait, no, it can't be. It, it, there's a new developer making Bioshock 4. I'm like, what is this? This is everything I love about Bioshock. I'm like, oh my God, it's in space. It's got that old weird uh, America America twist on things, you know, with cowboys and stuff, but cowboys in space. It's a female protagonist. Uh, uh, she's got fire in her hands, weaponry, the the, the wacky zaniness of the of the spiritual successor that this is going to be like Bioshock, like the people who like like the the people who created the Callisto Protocol are the mm-hmm. ones that created Bioshock, but it's a different team. Like it is so cool to see these spiritual successors, different stories coming out. Oh my god, I can't wait for this game for 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 Judas. I mean, we didn't just see like a reveal cinematic trailer, like five you know fifty eight seconds or anything like that. We saw yes a trailer, but we also saw what potentially could look like actual gameplay. Yeah, and I I cannot I cannot wait. I oh my god, I want this game. I need to play this game so badly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I I saw when I saw the gameplay too. I'm like, oh yeah, Bioshock. I mean, I saw it like from the creators of Bioshock. So I'm like, I and I had heard that this was their their announced game, but I didn't know exactly like what it was going to look like. And I was mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised that it it did you know follow that same sort of Bioshock feel. So I'm I'm glad that they're going for it. And and like you said, you know this this sort of era of like former developers of these big massive titles and going out and doing games that are in similar vein but possibly better. Like mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Like you know what I mean. If if people more people play Callisto Protocol because it felt like old school Dead Space over the other Dead Space, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's personal preference. But like, yeah, this is it's amazing and new IPs always excite me. So oh yeah, <laughs> same here. I love new IPs. Let's go. Well, unfortunately, my number one is not a new IP, but I am still excited for it nonetheless. And you've already mentioned it. It's Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That's, that That is my number one. Um, <laughs> and maybe, maybe it's because, I, you know, I finished Jedi Fallen Order this year. Maybe it's because uh, Jedi Fallen Order fell on my top three games of 2022. Spoilers. There you go. But <laughs> I, I did not think I was going to fall in love with that game as fast as I did. Um and you said you played the first one, right? So, yes. oh my God, the feeling I got when I was at the crafting table and I actually was able to make a double-sided lightsaber. Oh. I, I, oh my God. Like if I could have just made it red, I would have just fulfilled my my dream <laughs> of being like Darth Maul. But nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> the, that got me right there. It, like, mm-hmm. And it was so much fun to play that first game. Um, you know, it, the, the, besides the fact that it, it, it did not feel like like it was a linear game, mm-hmm. uh, but it was so open and it was so expansive in the planets that you can explore. And I only expect like it's going to get bigger with this next game. Mm-hmm. was very surprised that like we really didn't get many shots of like the crew. Uh, aside from, I think, Seer, we got a shot of her in the uh, the trailer yeah. and she's yeah. uh, sporting a new uh, monk head, it looks like. It almost so, seems like she's created a whole new Jedi 
order because from the background you can see what was almost like the uh jedi uh what they had in the jedi council uh when in episode like you know one two and three the those books the the information so maybe she's trying to create a whole new Mm -hmm. jedi order council something something's going on i don't know so i was reading online to see where this game falls and so jedi jedi survivor takes place five years after the end of fallen order um you know the jedis are still in hiding from the order 66 but this game falls in line with obi-wan kenobi like when the show takes place like are you serious yeah it's right around that same time frame so i'm i'm very curious to see if we're going to see any more you know crossovers of characters from the film into the game like we got that little tease at the end of uh fallen order uh you know, so good. <laughs> a certain bad guy, you know, that was exciting in itself. And I mean, I, <laughs> because you can't, you couldn't face Darth Vader in the end. Mm. That didn't matter. The fact that you got the chills of hearing duel of the fates as you're trying to escape from him. Oh. It was as, it was that feeling I got when you watch that end scene from rogue one, when Darth mm. Vader's just mowing people down in the hallway, yep. it's like something about Darth Vader's presence, you know, no matter even if it's in the film for like a, a minute, two minutes, like his presence is felt in that era of Star Wars. And whenever so he good. appears, it's like you don't even have to say anything. And you just like you make it <laughs> ten times better. Oh, he's so, ne- he's never made having asthma so cool. It's exactly oh god. There you go. Pro asthma. Get asthma. <laughs> but yeah, I no, I wanna no, sorry, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna I was gonna tack on to more of, of, of the Star Wars stuff. Like I, I'm so now that you mention it's taking place around the same time as Obi-Wan Kenobi, I am really, very, really interested if we will get maybe not Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't think we will. I don't think it'll be cool, but I don't think. I think we will get Ahsoka Tano. I think we will get her showing up in Fallen uh, uh, Jedi Survivor. And then because at the video game awards, now he didn't have to do this, but the actor that plays Cal Kestis showed up mm-hmm. rocking the Cal Kestis uniform in the game, in the new game that's coming out, and holding up a lightsaber. Now, sure, he's gonna show up, he's gonna, you know, promote the game and stuff like that. He showed up after the trailer showed, but is that some sort of hint? Are we going to get a live action appearance of Cal Kestis maybe in the Ahsoka Tano show that's going to be coming out soon? I Ooh. really, really hope so, because that would be really I love that actor. He killed it in Gotham as the Joker. And he was which right. version? He was like four different versions of the oh, Joker. Both. I, I loved every version he played <laughs> as the Joker. It was so cool. It was so interesting. And he really did a good job in um, Shameless as well. Like, I really love that actor like i think he's really cool he's a really talented actor he definitely has range so to have him in the star wars universe is gonna be so cool i can't wait i can't wait so many games not enough time awesome awesome so i did have one special shout out game for a game that just didn't make my list i don't you probably have one too that like maybe was just shy of your list Mm -hmm. i didn't watch the full trailer for this but this is a game that for some reason i haven't played a single entry in the series but every time I see a new trailer for this game, I'm getting excited in a way that I don't think I've been excited for in a while. And that's for Final Fantasy 16. Uh... Something about Final Fantasy 16 always seems to get me hyped up. And I think it's because it's somewhat of a return to form for the games. 
I feel like in the last couple of entries, they've sort of been getting away from what made Final Fantasy great, old, like the old school Final Fantasy great. Mm-hmm. And something about this feels like it's a return to form in a way. And being somebody who's never played a <laughs> like a main title Final Fantasy, that's a very strange thing for me to get excited about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you have any? Do you have any sort of runner-ups on your list? Like, so I do. I do have a runner-up, and I am gonna. Uh, I'm gonna tack on to what you said about Final Fantasy because I 100% agree with you. I've never been a big Final Fantasy player. I tried to play 15, couldn't get into it. Again, big game, too many games, not enough time. It's got. Um, it's a real hard series to probably get into now because it's like you want to go back and play the the some of the original like classic yeah. seven, eight, oh. or nine because like, a lot it, of the new entries don't really live up to what made final fantasy great yeah 100 and watching this one i'm like okay this one kind of cool the summons seem to be really center stage and again i don't know final fantasy lore or anything like that but if this is like maybe like the first game in this the series and maybe is this where the summons came from because if, from what it looks like you're playing as a summon like you're playing as one of the big characters that can turn into, I think his name is a, a starts with a B, Behemoth or something like that, Behest something. I don't know. I'm probably yeah. butchering that name, but it 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 was really cool and interesting, and it definitely, as a non Final Fantasy player, definitely really piqued my interest to want to maybe jump into this game. But my game that um, didn't go on the list only because it's already one of my most anticipated games. It was supposed to come out last year. So it got delayed is suicide squad killed the justice league. Now, when they revealed this trailer, I'm watching it and I'm seeing, I'm like, sweet suicide squad, kill the justice league. Let's, let's, let's get another cool. Like, okay, we got a cinematic, we need a gameplay. Then all of a sudden we get Batman. Holy shit. Batman's in this game. I'm like, wait, uh, this takes place in Arkham. And, I don't know. Do you know what happened in Arkham Knight? Yes. Okay. So spoilers, if you don't want to know and you're still trying to beat it, mute the podcast. <laughs> but uh, in, in Arkham Knight, um, Batman supposedly, and I'm air quotating here, died in the game. And in Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, it is in the same universe as the Arkham games. It's the whole same thing. Same Harley Quinn you know, same direction it's going. And then all of a sudden we see Batman there and I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? And then it drops. I'm like, okay, Batman's evil. He's been brainwashed by Brainiac in some sort of way. And then all of a sudden you hear the voice and it's rest in peace, the late Kevin Conroy. And I lost it. I lost it. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? He recorded a voice work for this Batman in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I was like, are you that there's no freaking way. And yeah. from what I gather, this is this obviously this is his last ever voice work for Batman. And my question, my question to you, because I've been thinking about this and I'm seeing other podcasters kind of talk about it. Do you think that the reveal of Batman was supposed to be a secret for the game, knowing what happens at the end of Arkham Knight? And do you think because of Kevin Conroy's passing, do you think that this was a marketing ploy? Or do you think they were trying to honor his 
legacy and trying to show people, look, he's in this game, play this game, honor this great man's legacy as playing Batman and really putting a a the mo- the most iconic voice of Batman. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it's an interesting question. Um, and I, and unfortunately I don't have like a, a one straight answer because a, my first thought was, well, it would make sense for Batman to be in the game because it's, it's surrounded in the justice league, right? Like mm. justice league is in the title of the game, but then you think to yourself, well, this is rock steady. And at the end of Arkham, like you said, he seemingly dies at the end of that game. Um, so how can he possibly be back? Mm. So, it is entirely possible that they were saving the reveal of Batman for um, for this. But then it also makes me wonder, okay, well, if Batman's still alive, could this perhaps be set at a different point in time in the Arkham universe? Like mm. between Arkham games, you know what I mean? Between Arkham City and Arkham Knight, like there's a possibility there. And then I'm starting to think in my head as I'm, li- I'm listening to you talking like, like I couldn't even remember if Harley Quinn showed up in Arkham Knight. I feel like she did. She did. Yeah, she, she did. did. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, the characters always tend to take a different appearance in each of their games, right? So I don't the only thing I could think of was that this must be set at a different point in time within the Arkham universe. Like see, that's the I, only thing that would make sense to me, but I could also see okay, well Batman could have just faked his own death because Gotham Knights is a completely separate universe, right? And yet it still followed the the ending of arkham knight so it's like (laughs) i don't know what to believe you know and so yeah well i mean like i kind i i kind of thought the same thing too i'm like what happened what what if this is before in between arkham city and arkham knight but the the one thing that kind of stems me away from that is the appearance of harley quinn it almost seems like she's gone over because at the end of Arkham City, the Joker died. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because she almost seems like she is over like like the Joker's death. So maybe this is a continuation. And I, I don't know. It's so weird because like it's almost like, oh, bat, like in, in the trailer, she's like, oh, and... The other thing too, or I, I, this totally slipped my mind because in the trailer she goes, "Oh, hey Bruce, hey Bruce, is that you?" Mm. And at the Arkham, at the at, at the end Arkham, at the end of Arkham Knight, everybody knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne. It that it was revealed that so oh. her saying, "Bruce, is that you?" goes okay this has to be at the end this has to be after arkham knight i I don't know i i i i i really wanted to play this game last year but ah i i want i want to play there's so many games not enough time (laughs) i know and and i think we'll get all the answers to our our theories in terms of when this is set and Mm -hmm. how this makes sense when the game comes out Mm -hmm. the only other thing i can toss out and i guess it doesn't really make sense was that i know we did get a bit of a brief tease to suicide squad at the end of arkham city but i don't think that was directed at harley i think that was directed at a different character i can't remember and in fact oh, it might have actually been arkham origins it was it was arkham origins and it was a uh, death stroke amanda oh. waller paid a visit to him in his cell and she was like how do you how would you like to work off your sentence and it never that never went anywhere oh so, and and yeah and then i just realized that arkham origins is warner brothers right and yeah. so that's where it gets more confusing so <laughs> i know it's so I- ignore weird. that whole part that didn't really make sense 
we'll find out sometime next year when the Justice League movie or game comes out. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's basically it for all of our game award um, discussion. I think mm-hmm. we'll move on to now the results from our, our Twitter question. This ties back into uh, our early discussion in the show about the James Gunn DC film universe. I asked you guys last week, are you excited for the future of James Gunn's DC film universe? Keep in mind, this question came before the announcement of Superman uh, <laughs> not coming back. So um, the question, the the answers here were either yes, no, or unsure. Uh, with you know 60% of the votes, people are unsure. That <laughs> I know it's like nobody knows. There's a period of uncertainty right now, and it's clear that that nobody really knows. And he's talking about the fact that he's working on his slate. So all we can really do is wait. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but that is how it goes. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Do you have any more to add to that? I feel like we we did talk about it a lot at the beginning, but um, yeah, <sighs> sentiment seems to agree with us here that it's really uncertain. Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement. It's uncertain uh, until we get a definitive answer, and whether that comes in the form of the DC slate uh, and the possible uh, connections to pre-existing films, or is he rebooting the entire thing with a new cast? Is 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 DCEU going to do the same thing that Kevin Feige does with Marvel. He's going to do the exact same thing. Slate, actors, characters, done. It's all on the board right there. Everybody sees it, salivates over it, and talks about it. Is Are they going to do the same thing? I think so. I personally I, think so. Because I definitely that's the think only so, too. Way, yeah, that's the only way to make finally put everything in perspective and enough of the up in the air what's going on with dc we we need them to buckle down cement their feet and create a plan and Absolutely. i'm saying that as a fan and i'm and i think i think i speak for everybody but that's what we want do it get it done just, just do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout the book just do it just do it well like that we're going to just do it. We're going to just do the end of the show, basically. No, that was a bad transition. But Alex, thank you so much for coming transition. on again. Chat, <laughs> chat and game awards with me. Where can people find you? You know, plug your tags, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you want to do. All right, let's go. So Twitch, main place. Well, not the main place, but, you know, a place to see me live uh, is twitch.tv uh, slash sidejester99. You can catch me all live. Uh, try to do Monday through Friday, uh, 7 to about 10. So that's 7 p.m. EST to 10 p.m. EST. Uh, horror games all the time. Make me, make me cry, make me scream, make me, you know, quickly run to the bathroom. You can catch me on TikTok to see all my posts that I post, that I post all my clips and everything that I get from my live streams on Twitch or Twitch, TikTok, again, side gesture. And if you want updates on all my info and everything that goes on, especially with the charity stream, that is this Saturday, December 17th on twitch.tv slash sidejester99. You can catch all that info on my Twitter, sidejester99. There you go, guys. You heard it right here. Heard it first. Plug your calendars. And so for my plugs, my my laundry list of plugs, you know, you guys can follow this podcast on Twitter. 
It's at Podcast Outbreak. You can follow my personal Twitter account at Will Key. Of course, I use William Outbreak on a number of different places, including Hive, which I don't think I touched Hive in the past three weeks since it launched. But I also use uh, William Outbreak on Redbubble, where you can find some shirt designs there. Christmas is around the corner if you're still looking for a shirt or perhaps a bath mat or a shower curtain for your loved ones that has my face on it. I recommend going to Redbubble, getting one of those designs. As well, I'm used willing, I use William Outbreak on TikTok as well. This podcast is available on anchor.fm at anchor.fm backslash the Outbreak Podcast, but you can listen anywhere you listen to this podcast. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, a whole bunch of other ones because I don't want to go through the list tonight. I'm too lazy, I'm tired, and I have laundry to do. Alex, again, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank, thank you, you for guys having for- me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this extra long episode because you know when Alex comes on, it's always going to be a long one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Talk, 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 talk. Thank you guys for listening. Have yourselves a great night. Bye.